When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. What's good, brothers and sisters? You know what's good? The best show on your radio. That's what it is, Freddie and Harry. My man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Ten minutes away from finding out when it comes to Sunday's game involving the Eagles and the 49ers in Philadelphia, 425 Eastern Time. Who has the most approved? We'll let you know exactly who has to do that, and you can weigh in as well. But we'll do that in ten minutes. Who has the most approved in that game between the 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles? Getting a lot of great responses right now. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. The Dr. Pepper call in line. Can't wait for your conversation on who is the most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person. Chad Brown regaled us with Barry Sanders and how Barry Sanders went one way, Chad went that way, he bent back the other way. 65 yards later, he's in the end zone. And also, Chad Brown's part of the spit fest and Bill Cowell yelling in his face as a coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers when he played for his team. Then you told us to know about John Elway, who you played against that guy in the National Football League. Yeah, so I was uh, playing against Elway my rookie year as a Steeler. We showed up in, here in Denver. It was an away game, and John Elway threw a short pass to Shannon Sharp right behind me. And I was playing mm-hmm. linebacker about a 12-yard drop. He threw that ball so hard. I heard it come off his head. I could hear the ball coming at me. <laughs> and I lost all my football playerness and turned into a regular human being, and I ducked. <laughs> It was maybe one of my most shameful moments ever on a football field because I was no longer a football player. I was right. just, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Save yourself. And uh, now Bill Cower didn't yell at me on the sideline in that one, so it was right. the next day in film session when Bill Cower yelled at me. <laughs> Luckily, he wasn't in my face, so he was able to say it and not spray it to right. me. Right. But, yes, John Elway's cannon. I ducked out of that way. I, I, that ball was coming too fast, man. It's always good to have like a buffer zone if somebody is going to let loose that way and they bring, you know, a, a saliva soundtrack. Right. <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that, it's always good to have enough room between you and that person. Who is the most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person? John in Texas, who was that guy, my friend? Hey, how you doing? Love the show. Thank you, brother. Appreciate so that. I'll set the scene for you. I was a cadet at West Point, and I was running track. I was down at Annapolis at the Naval Academy in 1986. And the indoor track was next to the indoor basketball court. Uh And we were down there doing warm-ups, and the Navy men's basketball team was coming out of a practice, walking into the track area on the way to the locker room. And they had the old uh, bleacher seats, you know, that used to push up against the wall. Mm-hmm. And the first eight or nine guys came out of there, and, and they were all about maybe 5'10", 6'2". They came up to about, you know, the F or the G row on the bleachers. And then out came this dude that was about eight feet tall, came up to about <laughs> M, N, or O on there, and it was David Robinson. Wow. And that dude hadn't even start, stopped growing by that time. Wow. And, but 
I was glad I never had to play against him, but that was definitely the most incredible athlete I've ever seen in person. To me, he's still probably the greatest athlete that's ever played any academy in sports mm-hmm. is David Robinson. I mean, it's one thing to do that, but he got that team to an elite eight. Wow. Navy, yeah. when they lost to Duke, the year Duke lost to Louisville in the national championship game, he got Navy basketball to an elite eight. Yeah, that's uh, that's literally carrying your team. The admiral, yeah. was able to do that. Unbelievable! God, that's a great story. Scott in Virginia, who's the most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person, my friend. Well, this was Saul, uh, and I'm taking it kind of back to the high. I'm taking it back to the high school, kind of a one one a. One, I'm gonna go with Iverson, Bubba Chuck. Uh, he didn't even play his 12th grade year, but but basketball, and football, he was just. Unbelievable. To be that size, that speed, that skill level. He never came off the football field. Played cornerback, deep uh, quarterback, returned punts, kicks. I mean, they won the state championship in football and basketball. My 1A is Ronald Curry, also from Hampton. Okay. Ronald Curry was like the number one player in the country in basketball and football. Yep. He was so good. Him and Michael Vick both started as ninth graders. They both were the starting quarterback in the same district, ninth through 12th grade. Michael Vick never made first team all district. Not all region, not all state, all district. Ronald Curry was just crazy. Thanks. Wow. Well, thank you for can't the call. Crush the crab. You can't crush the crab. Okay. Fight, fight, rip and roar. Try, try, try some more. The red and white will always fight. Can't crush the crab. Let him know about Ronald Curry to go. Let him know. Hey, yo. Sad and pen from Shannon the bleachers. Pen. Let them have it. Being aggressive with that, with that representation. When Allen Iverson first came on the scene and he was in high school and they showed pictures of him running the football as a quarterback. And that was his nickname, Bubba Chuck, back then. And playing people said, man, if that guy wanted to play quarterback, they think he would have been a sensational college football quarterback when it came to Allen Iverson. You can still find AI highlights, football highlights, mm-hmm. on social media. They come up all the time on my Twitter feed. I'm always blown away. Now, we had a guy in my high school named Famous Amos was his name. Okay. Famous Amos was coming out of a, uh, we'll call it a correctional high school. So not uh, Penn State, State Penn? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Famous Amos still to this day may be the greatest athlete I've ever known. Who's, really? uh, you know His possibilities were taken away by his criminal record. Uh, but no matter what we made Famous Amos do, we took him putt-putt golf and it was all holes in ones. He's, he's really? bowling, he's bro- 300 yard, 300-point uh, games. Basketball, yes, he's killing you from three-point. He could dunk on you at 5'10". No matter what we asked Famous Amos to do, he could kill it maybe the greatest athlete of all time. I think there's all kinds of stories out there for guys who aren't able to take it to the next level due to, uh, we'll call them educational or correctional issues. Right. Uh, well, as they used to say, a friend of mine who recruits players, he goes, he can be a great player, but he better have a pencil. <laughs> and what that means is he better be able to be able to stay in school because right. if it, especially now more than ever before, if you can't do that, keep it together when it comes to college, they're going to move on to somebody else. This way you are not worth that headache. Steve, in the great state of Pennsylvania, at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Steve, who was the most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person? Well, I've seen a lot of great players, and I'm a Steeler fan, so thank you, Chad, for your years of service. And uh, the greatest guy that I ever played against, uh, I'm going to take you back and set the scene, Freddie. Uh-oh. Uh, 1986, Amon Soon in Mansfield, Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. I I don't know if it's coming back to you yet, but we watched a lot of film that week. Yes, we did. Is this Steve Bryan? No, this is Steve Gironda. Oh, Steve. uh, Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Bringing MU back to the uh, building. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Yeah, we watched a lot of film that week, and thank God for uh, a hurricane, I think, 
came in, and uh, there was so much water on that field that uh, when you looked down, you couldn't, you literally couldn't see the tops of your feet. <laughs> and uh, somehow we scored, and Freddie was uh, kept in check by the weather. Uh, but uh, you guys should have seen his film. He he was something special that year. I don't know if I was something special that year. Steve uh, Steve Durant, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite teammates. You you learn a lot when you play for our school, Chad. I mean, I know people play the big-time level at University of Colorado like you did, but something about that school, Manchester University, and that league, the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference, you make friendships for a lifetime. I'm talking about guys who I played against that I would run into in parking lots. That oh, You went to Kutztown. Oh, I went to Mansfield. Oh, you went to East Stroud. I went to Mansfield. You went to Slippery Rock. I went to Mansfield. You just make friendships and relationships that will last you a lifetime. But, Steve, you were too kind with those words, my friend, too kind. Wow, <laughs> that's a great memory. It, it, it was a monsoon. I can't lie. There was a lot of rain that day. Jake in North Carolina, who was the most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person, my friend? Hey, guys, for me, I have two. So I played against a guy named Chris Henry in Bell Chase, Louisiana. He wound up going to West Virginia, got drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. The stuff he did in the NFL, I watched in high school. And I also got to play against your guy, Marcus Spears. He Ooh. beat us in the semifinal for football and then turned around and dominated us on the basketball court. Same same year, I lost to himself. I lost to him twice. Wow, Marcus Spears was no joke in basketball, like for real. Go look up Marcus Spears as a high school all state potential All American in basketball. He could get it. Wow, he could big, he could get it. Big fella could move, huh? He's he says he still can now. I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go against my brother Marcus Spears, but back then he he was something else. And by the way, his daughter got his genes from him and his wife because his wife was a WNBA player and his daughter's one of the top volleyball players in the country going to Texas. So the apple did not fall far from that tree when it came to the Spirits family. Now, I've seen a lot of big men in the NFL who have a high school background, uh, basketball background. And, mm-hmm. you know, a day off during training camp, we run a game of hoops. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. I thought you were just a, a run stuff and defensive tackle. Turns yeah. out you can, you can hoop, big yeah. fella. You, you, know who I, you know who could hoop? That you would never think in a million years could not play against him in a, a benefit in New York City? Buster Rhymes. Really? Buster Rhymes was giving it to us. <laughs> okay. 19. <laughs> raw, raw, like a dungeon dragon he was giving it to you? We played against him in a benefit game. It was benefiting the United Negro College Fund back in 1997, and he was white hot at that point. And we're thinking, oh, this must be Buster Rhymes' team. He's just there to make a show of it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. He had the uniform. And watch him in the, in the warm-ups. We're going like, oh, he, he looks like he can go a little bit. Chad, he put it on us in that game. Who knew he, that Did bus- he keep you all in check? Hmm? Uh-huh. Did, he, you, did he, you put he, your hands he, where his he, eyes could see? He put the woo-ha on us. Let's put right. it that way. Exactly. He put the woo-ha on us. He, 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 made us, he made our body sweat by the time it was all said and done when it came to Buster Rhymes. One last one from John in West Virginia. John, who is the most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person? Yeah, real quick, I got two. Uh, played against Randy Moss in high school. Uh, enough said, basketball and football. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> and then the, the best athlete best athlete I've seen in person, Tavon Austin, hands down, ran circles around everybody when he was in college. Remember how fast Tavon Austin was yeah. at West Virginia and then was with the Rams and the Cowboys? Mm-hmm. He, he was a blur. All right, guy. Now, okay. I normally don't talk about men in the shower. Okay. This ought to be, I anytime you start a conversation with this, I know it's going to be good now. I can't wait to hear the end of this story. But Randy, 
Paul's my brother. <laughs> Randy Moss had just gotten to the Patriots. We were finishing up one of our off-season practices. Okay. And, and Randy and I were in the shower, and it was cracking me up because Randy kept calling me old-timer. I'm like, I've got like three, four years on you. I ain't mm-hmm. that old. Right. So for me and Randy are chopping it up, and he's walking away. I'm like, oh, this dude is like three-quarters legs. He's got a short torso, and he's all legs. This is why he's so fast. This is why his stride is so deceiving. This is the secret to the sauce. I need to see him naked in the shower to understand. Hey, yo. Now I, can, now I completely can see the picture. Oh, literally and figuratively. Right. If you did not get through in the phone, whether you're in the shower or not, let us know on Twitter at Chad Brown 94 or Coleman ESPN. Who is the greatest athlete you've either played against or saw in person? Let us know. We'll take a look at your tweets all day long at Coleman ESPN and at Chad Brown 94. He is Chad Brown in for Harry Dulles. I'm still trying to get past that story here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance of motorcycles, boats, and RVs. If you need protection on the road and on the water, you'll see how much you can save. Just go to 1-800-PROGRESSIVE at Progressive.com. When it came down to the most crucial moments, once again, Jalen Hurts showed he was at his best. Jalen Hurts, to me, has to be in the conversation once again for MVP. He is the MVP front runner. I'm not sure there's anybody out there in the NFL that I'd rather have under center for me than Jalen Hurts. I'm still trying to get past the Randy Moss story, so forgive me. (laughs) That was tremendous. We're going to see on Sunday the ones that are going to shower upset or extremely happy as the Eagles take on the 49ers. Sunday, 425 Eastern time. The 49ers have let it be known. Man, if we had our guy in Purdy, Brock Purdy, in that NFC Championship game, we would have done some things. You guys would not have beaten us up like you did. And the Philadelphia Eagles and other side are like, all right, we'll see. Well, about the fee on 425 on Sunday afternoon. And I love what Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach, had to say. <laughs> We're going to get to the Nick Sirianni conversation in a couple seconds. But he said, it's a playoff game. Let's not lose perspective because they're bigger goals that both of us want to try to attain. This is a different, this is a 2023, right? And it's not 2022. Very similar to what we responded with the, with the Chiefs stuff, like going into the Chiefs game, right? There's different players on this team. There's different players on their team. Shoot, one of our better players from last year is on their team. You know, this is about the 2023 Eagles versus the 2023 uh, Niners. Both teams are, are doing well. Um, it's going to be a heck of a battle. What is it about Nick Sirianni that seems to rub people the wrong way? It's, it's hard to phrase on a uh, public show. I don't know <laughs> if I can do that. Okay. But there's a certain um, – holiness to him and i don't mean like holy like uh like the pope holy okay different kind of holy that that's uh can rub people the wrong way and i think if you're a part of that team and in that locker room i think you love this guy but i think the folks who feel kind of what you're picking up on there freddie uh-huh. i think we can all sense there's something to that and i've seen some of his sideline interactions with officials and and people on the sidelines and mm-hmm. i can see how it rub people the wrong way but i think for that eagles team He's exactly what we need. He fits the kind of the, the Philadelphia kind of Absolutely. rough and raw, rugged kind of image they have in Philly. And I think there's something about this guy that makes you want to play for him because you get a sense that if he could, he would do the things he's asking you to do. I guess guys like Nick Sirianni don't bother me because I never have to question where he is or what he's all about. And he's made that team in the kind of image or the kind of players that he wants because that Eagles team fits exactly who he is. 
those are the kind of guys that he says, we are going to need these kind of people. We need talent, of course. And they've been able to spot that kind of talent. Either drafting, free agency, knowing who to keep, knowing who to move on from. They've been really astute when it comes to him and Howie Roseman, the general manager. But your point is completely valid. He's the perfect kind of coach for a city like that in Philadelphia. Pugnacious, tough. They don't back down from challenges. They will argue at any given time. They will fight you at any given time. They can have family members having a brawl one second, and then later on that day everybody's breaking bread over dinner. He fits exactly what a mindset is when it comes to that city. And that's why I believe that team has the most to prove. They love representing their city, the Eagles. They also love representing the mindset. They look at a 49ers team that is trying to threaten their mindset. Man, you guys are tough. You're not tougher than us. You may think you represent your city. Nah, we represent your city better than you could because we're the guys that are tougher, and we're going to prove it to you when we come in your building, eat your food, take your cheese steaks from Ishka Bibbles, and put the cheese on it and go on about our business. That's why I think the Eagles have the most to prove because they're not trying to protect their image as a team, but how they represent their city. They don't want anybody coming in saying, we're tougher than you, and we're going to be tougher than you in your own building. Yeah, I got to go on the flip side, man. I got to go with the the 49ers having more to prove here. The 49ers lost three in a row. That wasn't that long ago. So we've got some questions and some doubts about this football team. And I think they're looking not just to quiet those questions and doubts publicly, but within their own locker room. Who are we really? Are are we that team who who got got off track and lost three in a row? Or were the team who we thought we were earlier this year, we were just going to steamroll our way back into the playoff picture again, and we're only one fluky play away of winning a Super Bowl? Because that's what they thought. They mm-hmm. thought if our quarterback is healthy, we were going to win the Super Bowl, and so we we can just fast forward our way through the season and get ourselves right back to where we were. And as they found out, that fast forward mindset does not equal reality in the NFL season. You've got to earn your way back into the playoffs. People aren't going to lay down for you, and as mm-hmm. evidenced by the three games in a row that they lost, they had to find out they got to show up every single week. So this is going to be one of those tests for them, not just, again, from a public standpoint, but within that locker room to have the confidence that they had earlier this year, they've got to find a way to beat the Eagles you this weekend. A, you use a great word, test, and I firmly believe that's at the feet of Brock Purdy. For my money, Chad, this is the most important game that he's played in his young NFL career. Based on what the Philadelphia Eagles have heard and what we've heard from the San Francisco 49ers, that if they had their guy in the NFC Championship game, things would be different. We always hear the term litmus test. Mm -hmm. This is a prime litmus test for Brock Purdy because that was his team's way of saying, you know we believe in you. If we had you, there's no way that team is beating us. That's how much he has been able to have that kind of stroke in that locker room where guys look at a guy that was the last pick in the draft last year when everybody thought it was going to be Trey Lance or they were hoping it was not going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. And this guy has come in, and to say he's been better than his draft status, that's an understatement. But to look like that and that three-game stretch when he didn't play well and didn't have his guys, they didn't win, he gets his guys back, and he's looking like that the last couple of games, and now he gets a chance to go on the road because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen Brock Purdy in an environment like that. It's one thing to play in Seattle, in Jacksonville, in Pittsburgh. But that city, (laughs) that fan base, that'd be different. And now we finally get a chance to see something, Chad, that the Philadelphia Eagles took away from the 49ers and football fans like me by knocking Brock Purdy out of that game in the NFC Championship game. (sighs) Playing in Seattle, it's loud. Playing in Kansas City, it's it's, definitely a hostile environment. It's loud. Mm -hmm. 
but to play in Philly, the energy from the crowd is an interesting thing. From your home stadium, you make a sack, you jump up, you got 75,000 people cheering you, and that jolt of energy is amazing. And, and you never experience anything else like that any other place in life. But to play in Philly as an opposing team, you've never felt that much hatred pointed towards you ever in your life. So to your point about Brock Purdy, yeah, you played some places that are quote-unquote tough, but now you have to deal with the energy of hatred coming at you. That's a whole different ball of wax to overcome, man. Yeah, I can't wait to see what it's going to look like when it comes to both of these teams and all that fussing and cussing they're going to be doing before, during, and after that football game, no matter the result. It's going to be a lot of fun to see that game at 425 Eastern time in Philadelphia as the Eagles will host the San Francisco 49ers, part of Got to See It Weekend in the National Football League. He is Chad Brown, who played 15 years in the NFL, in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. We get everything started tonight on Got to See It Weekend in the NFL. And could tonight's game versus Seattle be a trap game for the Dallas Cowboys? We'll get to that after you get this word from Farm Fresh Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season. How do you do that? By buying a real Christmas tree. That's how. And also, did you know that buying real Christmas trees, that helps save the American Christmas tree farming industry, and farmers need all the help they can get. So for every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved, and so American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees, that helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping the environment. It goes hand in hand. So buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com. Hey, it's your resident Super Bowl champ, Chris Candy. Coming up Friday, Cowboys, Seahawks. I'll tell you if either of these teams is actually a Super Bowl contender. It's on Sportsmanlike, 6 a.m. Eastern, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, and ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. SPNU. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Here's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80, Channel 80 excuse me, and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, on his radio show, 105.3 The Fan. They're playing Seattle tonight. They got Philadelphia next week. Jerry's not trying to hear anything about a trap game tonight. The team, the players, they've got to focus on who they're in front of out here thirsty. And the stretch is just that. It's important to have us all on top of thinking about what if. But the real deal is how. How do you look at it? You have to look at it over executing on Thursday. And I promise you right now, those players don't have anything on their mind about the next game. They're studying every move they make in front of them, getting themselves ready. That's the way you have to approach. If you let your mind wander ahead and look at a Philadelphia or look at anybody way ahead, uh, you'll have a Arizona on your hands, which we lost that game, of course. In other words, Jerry Jones saying don't fall for the cheese that is in the trap. Let's bring in an FOS friend of the show. He is the fantastic Newey Scruggs, NBC5 Dallas-Fort Worth sports director. Hit him on Twitter at Newey Scruggs. Joining Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry. Newey, you heard what Jerry Jones had to say. How much are you believing that tonight's game, even though the Cowboys are favored by nine, nine and a half points, is a trap game for the Dallas Cowboys? Jones, huh? Old Coach Jones in there, letting everybody know what they need to do, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no doubt about that. So is this a trap game, potentially for the Dallas Cowboys, Newey? I don't... And it's interesting because we, we talked about this on our, our Cowboy podcast. It, it is, but it isn't. Um, after Arizona, it, it stayed fresh. The media has made it stay fresh. The players have talked about it. I mean, so I don't see another quote-unquote trap game coming. And how can you have a trap game when you got a 6-5 and five team here with a coach like um, Pete Carroll, who defensive coordinator Dan Quinn worked for, and offensive coordinator Brian Schottheimer worked for. So they know what's at stake here. And also, you think about – the opportunity you'd like to have in 10 days against Philadelphia, which is you win your game, both the Niners beat them, and then you have the opportunity to get Philly at home on Sunday Night Football and try to beat them. So I think that they understand what they got to do. All right, Nui, are we looking at this Cowboys team like it's a Cowboys team of old where they can beat some of the bad teams and evidence by the schedule this year, their eight wins have come up with, come up with from teams that have not or do not currently have a winning record versus them not being able to compete with the class of the league like they're going to see next week with Philadelphia. Okay, uh, you know, I, I hear it. All you can do is play the teams that you got on the schedule. You played the top two teams, not just in the NFC, probably in the NFL. Uh, you got blown out by San Francisco, played a close game, couldn't close the show against, against Philly. You get them one more time. Um, all you can do at this point in time is just win. They know what the, they know what the you know what people are saying, and just keep doing your job. And so far, they've done that part. All you can control is what you can control. You got a winning team in here tonight in Seattle, but you know what? If you you beat them, then they're six and six, and then people will take that away from you and say, well, they weren't any good either. They played the Jets, who are one and zero, coming off a win against Buffalo. People like to discount that. So all you can just go do is do your job. But we know this Cowboy team truly gets measured by what they do in the playoffs. That, that's that's the bar around here. 
No doubt about the newest Scruggs from NBC5, Dallas-Fort Worth as a sports director with Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. You mentioned in terms of Dak Prescott and the playoffs because as fantastic as he's been, he clearly understands that as well. You've had a chance to see him from the jump in Dallas. When I say this is the best football potential that he's played in his career, Nui, what is your answer? Um, better coordinator. That's that's the, really the bottom line. I thought Kellen Moore running that Jason Garrett offense was, was probably played out about two years ago. Mike has made him better. Um, he, he gets this offense better. Uh, I think you, you see him play with a command control and confidence. The first four weeks, they, they – they admit now that, all right, they were still trying to get into it, but now they feel like they've got a rhythm to go on. He's playing some good football, but you guys know it doesn't matter because in 10 days, if they can't get it done against Philadelphia, uh, people are going to go back and say, and see you guys, you know, you guys ain't real. So it, it's what it is. <laughs> and he's going to, once again, he gets measured like Tony Romo and everybody else here. What are you doing in the playoffs? That's what they're going to say. You know that. All right, Nui, you talked about the difference in play caller between McCarthy and Kellen Moore last year. Now, Dak Prescott was talking about, uh, you know, his MVP candidacy and said, well, if I'm in that conversation, that means our team is playing well, our offense is playing well. What would you say as a second factor for this improvement other than Mike McCarthy being the play caller? I think him just understanding that, we can throw the ball. Remember the first part of the year they were trying to run it. Like, we're going to play to our defense, we're going to run the ball, and they're letting Dak go loose, and, and he's he's feeling better. Um, last year they had a lot of dropped passes that be, ended up becoming interceptions. We're seeing the receiving core be improved, and I don't think enough of that is talked about. Brandon Cooks is an upgrade. Michael Gallup was 100% healthy this year, and they didn't have that last year when their number two receiver in camp was supposed to be James Washington, and he was hurt the whole time. So they got a better group of people around him. And, and you know, sometimes you say, is it the carpenter or is, it, is it his carpenter's tools? You need good tools when you're trying to win in the National Football League. I don't care what quarterback you are. You need some good targets. Nui Scruggs from MEC5 Dallas-Fort Worth is the sports director on Freddie and Harry with me and Chad Brown on ESPN Radio. Chad has had a couple of stories about the most unbelievable athlete that he played against us saw in person. He talked about playing against Barry Sanders and how Barry Sanders just let the carcass of defenders trying to chase him down when it's all said and done, Nui. Who is the most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person, my friend? Man, I got to see Michael Jordan, you know, back when he was in the, in the midst of his powers. Um, when he made his debut at the Charlotte Coliseum uh, in the, against the Hornets in their first ever game in, in North Carolina, they handed out Michael Jordan posters that night. I mean, when's the, when's wow. the last time you've seen the, the, uh, the away team hand out posters of a dude coming to town? And the Hornets wow. ended up winning at the buzzer. That's a buzzer. And, you know, I always tell people, the Michael Jordan you always want to see. Like, Michael scored 40, but your team wins at the buzzer. And that Hornets actually did it in that year. They won 20 games. That was sensational. Then I got to cover Kobe and Shaq from the time they both got to the Lakers for four years. And, you know, man, that that, that was pretty damn special. <laughs> you know, you knew you were watching something pretty special right there. Yeah, what was that like covering those guys out day in and day out? Man, it was wild because I was 25 at the time living in Los Angeles. And so as you, and it was the forum. So you go down right as the game ends, get ready to go in the locker room. And so here's Denzel walking by, you know, there's Pamela Anderson walking by, 
and you know you see all these people and it was really cool and one of the one of the and i know this is no lie about this moment i'm leaving the locker room one day i'm coming out a little bit later and kobe's behind me and i see rick james is out there with his son and rick's got a basketball and he goes up to kobe who's a little a little bit right behind me and he's like excuse me excuse me kobe Rick James, can you sign this for my son? I was like, of course he's going to sign it. You're Rick James, man. And Kobe signed it, man. That was what it was like to be around those Laker teams, man. It was amazing to be 25 years old. And then Chris Rock one time. So Chris Rock is like, because I went up to him. I was like, hey, man, I love your stuff. He's like, hey, man, I'm working on a movie. Come down here. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was the old L.A. kind of thing where they're trying to tell you to go do something. But uh-huh. he really meant it. He wanted me to come check out the movie. I never went to see the movie he was working on downtown. Turned out that movie was Rush Hour. Oh, man. See? See? Nui? Always take advantage of opportunities when they – what was your reason for not going down? <laughs> That's what I want to know. What was the reason? <laughs> Dude, I got so many moments like that in L.A. I remember this time when there was the House of Blues was the big thing. Like, hey, mm-hmm. man, Dre's debuting this white rapper tonight. You want to go? Nah, I don't really want to go down. It was Slim Shady. <laughs> M-O-B-P. Missed opportunity for a big play. Seriously. Come on, Louie. Seriously. You like the reverse force. You like the reverse, you like the reverse force gump in that situation. Now, now, I'll tell you one I got wrong. So Shaq used to have this big big special um, thing called Shaq Tackler, Universal Studios. We brought in all these kids for like little Olympic type activities. Right. And so it was early in the morning and I'm standing with this lady who worked on the show Loveline, I think with Dr. Mm -hmm. Drew. And in LA, one of the things I hated the most about going to these events is they would bring in these new groups to sing the national anthem, which meant they tried to sing it in a whole certain way. So they bring out these five young white kids and they try to do national anthem. And I look at this lady, I'm like, this is a bunch of wannabe Backstreet Boys. They are terrible. They sing it, and I looked at it. It's like they're never going to make it. They make a beeline to me and the lady. One of these dudes has a permanent hair. The other guy's got stringy stuff, and they say, hey, we're in sync. I'm Justin. I'm Joey and all that. They leave. I look at them like they're never going to make it. <laughs> Trust me, they want to be Backstreet Boys. They will never make it. <laughs> Wow. This was story time with Newey Scruggs from NBC5 Dallas Fort Worth as a sports director. Who cares about the Cowboys game? We have to do this again with Newey Scruggs and his true Hollywood stories involving Rick James, the Backstreet Boys, and Slim Shady. He joined Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry. Newey, you're a treat, my friend. Enjoy the game tonight. Can't, can't wait to holler at you soon. All right, now, bye. Thanks, That's Rick James. <laughs> Come on, Newey. You got you got to take advantage of those things, man. M O B P. Especially in in Los Angeles, and you can invite me to somebody. I don't know who this person is. I don't care. I'm going in Los Angeles. I, I'm there. You just wow. All right, we, do, we, do we have, do we got time for for me to jump in here real quick with a quick story? Absolutely. Before we get right. to the phone calls, absolutely. All right. So so uh, I get a phone call out of the blue. It is EA Sports, and they're going to have a release party for the the next version of, of the football game, mm-hmm. and it's going to be at Snoop's house. Okay. In, Snoo- in California, uh-huh. and they're going to fly us out and put us up, and me and my wife are going to go. It's going to be a great time. Right. And so, like, Snoop party, yeah, we're going to Snoop's house. It's going to be great. And then my wife says, isn't it um, isn't that Mother's Day? Yeah. Didn't we, didn't, didn't we make uh, reservations for Ooh. me and our daughter and your mom and your grandmother to get together and do tea? Mm. We did. But I was like, it's a Snoop party, babe. <laughs> She's like, no, we can't. We can't. So we kept the commitment for Mother's Day. Right. And literally 10 days later, my grandmother passes. So okay. whenever something in life comes up where mm-hmm. you make a commitment 
but something else sounds really, really good. Right. In my house, that is referred to as a Snoop Party moment. Okay. Well, it's something like that. Aren't you glad you decided to not go to Snoop's oh, party? I am so glad yeah. about that. I have this beautiful picture of my grandmother, yeah. my mother, my wife, and my daughter all at tea. Uh, so it was one of those beautiful moments for, my, for all involved. And, yes, I do not have to have a lifetime of regret yep. because I chose Snoop over my grandmother. Yeah, that, that is tremendous. I'm glad that you made the right call. No yeah, doubt Snoop about party. that. And, yeah, Snoop party. Well, that would have been hard to pass for a lot of people. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, was, it was hard for me. Yeah, I bet it was. <laughs> Keep weighing in. Who is the most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person? We're getting a lot of responses on Twitter. For example, nobody important said, excuse me, Joshua says, I played with Jonathan Stewart in high school. Dude was a man among boys. He had over 7,700 yards rushing in his high school career with basically missing a whole season throughout. Absolute beast and a very nice guy. That's what we're looking for. Most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person. Let us know in the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your calls are next with Chad Brown and Freddie Coleman. This is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship Game. At 11-1 and ranked 7th in the nation, the Texas Longhorns head to Jerry's World looking to solidify their resume when they face the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Coverage begins Saturday morning at 11 Eastern with kickoff at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Dr. Pepper. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas joining me, Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry. Thanks to the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Can't wait to hear from you, part of the Dr. Pepper calling line. The most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person at Triple H, say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. We go to an FOS, friend of the show. He is Harry in Atlanta. Harry, what you got? Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys for getting me in. You know, first-time caller, long-time listener. And, and, and for me, that person happens to be a woman. Okay. And, and her name is Asia Durr. And she was the number two overall pick in the WNBA draft. She was the number one player uh, in the country when it came to uh, women's basketball. And she had committed to Louisville but could have went to UConn. Man, I went to a Christmas tournament mm-hmm. back in 2000. I think it was 13 or 14 to go watch my high school girls play a game. And I keep, I kept saying to myself, who is this young lady keep giving my high school the business? <laughs> I mean, a left, left-handed, shooting from long range, taking it to the cup. Man, it was Asia Durr. Someone it told me that she had committed to the University of Louisville. I went over there and met her mama, her family, <laughs> took a picture with her, and everything, because she was giving us the work. Now, I wonder, Mr. Harry Douglas was calling into his own show with me and Chad Brown on ESPN Radio. I wonder how much of <laughs> I wonder how much of a goodwill ambassador you would have been if she had decided to not go to Louisville. Well, you know, um, Asia is a wonderful human being, so I would have been nice and went over there and met her family and everything and did the same thing, Freddie. Okay, sounds good. I just, I just want, I know that Louisville loyalty runs deep with you. I clearly understand that. It does. <laughs> it does. I had, I, I had to get Paul Feinbaum. They played a little clip this morning on Get Up, him, you know, bashing my Louisville Cardinals, and I think like, he's not even pronouncing it right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Harry. Get him. If you're not going to pronounce it right, then don't say anything at all. Get him. 
Hey, man, I appreciate you guys. Chad, I appreciate you, man, filling in for me on Thursdays. It means the world. Absolutely. I'm in traffic right now going to film something for college game day. Love y'all, and I'm back tomorrow, baby. Love Friday. That's right. Love Friday. Much love, Harry. Pause, we'll see you my tomorrow. brother. Yeah, exactly. We'll see you tomorrow, Harry Douglas, joining us here on Freddie Harry with Chad Good Brown. Freddie coming to ESPN Radio. Good Can you stuff. imagine that someone giving you the business and then they're going to go to your school that you graduated from? That's a lot of love right there. Yeah. A lot of love, yeah, but you know, Asia Durs is is oh, worth the lot of love, no doubt about that. She, she got the Louisville, she was giving it to people, the yeah. They, they were crying, aunt and uncle, by the time she was done with them at Louisville. Justin and Raleigh at 888 Justin, who's the most unbelievable athlete you either played against or saw in person? Uh, so first time I saw him was Brian Erlacher, but um, luckily I was sitting on the bench when we played him in high school basketball. Um, really? he dunked on our six foot ten McDonald's All American Taman Domzalski that wound up playing at Duke, and then the next possession he folded him up in the lane when Taman tried to dunk on him because you never seen a guy that strong and that fast his size go against a guy that much bigger. And then if you fast forward four years, I wound up playing uh, junior college football with Brian's little brother Casey, mm-hmm. and during the summer we went up to New Mexico University and did some seven-on-seven drills with the players up there while Brian was there. And he lined up across from me in the slot, and I was like, look at this no-neck-having dude. I'm going to run past him. (laughs) And he turned down the field and ran with me without even trying. And that's about the point where I knew that, like, junior college was where I was going to stop playing football. (laughs) Sometimes you get that that moment where you say to yourself, yep, not for me. Not yeah, for me. I, the fact that Brian Urlacher went to New Mexico still blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know the the tales of him in high school playing running back and wide receiver, returning kicks, defensive uh-huh. back at his size. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, we don't talk enough about him being a freak of nature. Yeah, when it comes to any professional athlete, but especially a guy in the NFL who became one of the great linebackers in the last 25, 30 years in the National Football League. Sesson in North Carolina, who's the most unbelievable athlete you either played against. Or saw in person. Yeah, can you hear me? I got you, my friend. Yeah. We got you. Hold on. Yeah, um, I uh, in high school I wrestled Archie Griffin. Like the two-time Heisman Trophy winner, Archie Griffin. Uh that's that's the one. The one with the big cantaloupe uh, biceps. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> how did you? How did you do? And, and, um, yes. I, I, I'm sure you wanted to know that. Well, it's um, it's a story that I, I hope you don't get mad at me. We were. Um, um, we were in different high schools, of course, and um, he was in AAA, big school, and we were AA. It was the week of the state tournament, and his school, Eastmore High School in Columbus, was was not a wrestling, uh, uh-huh. you know, uh, powerhouse. Uh-huh. And um, he was the only guy that went to the state, right. and we had like seven, seven or eight small oh. school, but uh, small. Uh, anyway, our coach called uh, his coach, yeah. and he came down to practice. And we then, all knew who he was. Uh-huh. Uh, because in Columbus, in those days, they didn't show high school football on TV. Right, but did but you? We but, knew about. Yeah, it, but did you? About. But did you yeah. win or lose? Real quick, did you win or lose? That's the well. We went. We went round robins. We practiced together. He would. He, we would love to get to the end of that, but we're up against it. More Freddie and Harry next with Chad Brown and Freddie Coleman. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. 
You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.